0: Um I'm Gregory and this is Franklin and this is opinions are
1: stupid. Oh man. <laughs> I I sound like a Franklin, don't I? Ooh, <gasps> it's a joke. It I got gotcha. it's an April Fool. Uh it's
0: it's not really Franklin, it's Chad.
1: That is me. I am Chad.
0: Oh man. I went to Toys R Us.
1: Yes, you uh, you have a story about Toys R Us.
0: Did I send you those pictures?
1: Um, maybe.
0: <laughs> so, I go to Toys R Us and uh, it's like the stores are closing and blah blah blah, and it's like okay, you know, maybe uh, maybe we we'll get some deals. Maybe um, like there's a couple things I kind of like to collect. If they have like a black series Star Wars doll, maybe you know, Lego set. There's a there's a handful of things I like. Sure. So it's like, let's just see what they got. Um, the store at this Toys R Us, <coughs> they, they have a giant sign. This is going out of business sale. It's like, okay, they're actually doing it. Uh, the front door has a big sign that says 30% off. And then under that, now hiring. <laughs> and then you walk through the doors and all over all the shelves, uh, signs are labeled 10% off, 10% off. And it's like, "Well, that's a little weird." Big sale. And I walk to the back where they got uh the Star Wars stuff and it's 5% off. And it's like, the, what do I see there but Constable Zuvio who has literally been on that shelf since before The Force Awakens, which means someone put him on that that peg and 3 whole Star Wars movies have been released since then and he's only now 5% off. <laughs> So I just kind of left angry. It's like, yeah, no wonder they're going out of business. They can't even, like, clearance stuff.
1: It was funny when, um... When I was at that Nightwish concert the other week. There was actually a, a Toys R Us, like, across the street from the venue. And I yeah. was kind of like, oh, maybe we should walk in there. Maybe we can find some, like, Marvel Legends toys for cheap. Because my, my neighbor really likes them. And then there was definitely ones I would get. And, um... I think it was my mom who's like, I mean, they're going out of business, but they don't really have like a date where they need to be out of business, so I wouldn't expect much. And also, there's already a line. Let's let's get in line. And then yeah, you show me this, and it's like, oh, they're going out of business. Sales ten percent off. Fucking thumbs up, guys.
0: At best, like a lot of stuff was labeled five percent off. Um, the the Lego section, I think the Legos were ten percent off, but at the same time, it's like they they looked more expensive than what they are at Target.
1: Right, and, and so it's, it's like, like, oh, 10% of wonder, like
0: $80. It's like, at Target, I get 5% off everything, because I have a red card. Sure. So it's like, wait a minute, I have my Toys R Us clearance card is applicable at Target, I'll just go there.
1: Plus you can get other stuff that's not toys at Target, like mouthwash or, or uh, toilet paper, you you know, things you need. I'm saying everybody should have mouthwash. You know how much fucking m- product you get per dollar with mouthwash? It's Man, like you know what bucks I like? And it'll last you like three months. It's awesome. I got,
0: I got, you know, what I got at Target Epsom salts.
1: I don't know what those are. Is that for like? Tea? It's like
0: um, no, for like bath salts.
1: Oh, you can eat them. I
0: soak my feet. It's like ooh, that's nice. I got the I the pink Himalayan high. salt for my feet.
1: There you go. I had a so friend who was week? really into health. Yeah, it was oh, alright. Yeah? Oh yeah, he he liked to buy um like Himalayan sea salt to put on his is like can't just have regular salt. He's buying like this fucking pretentious ass salt. It's good. Eggs. Is it's it, good it? It though. seems have like it, it? Was just salt. It's just bigger chunks.
0: Well, that's the thing. You use less of it, but mm. you get the same effect. So what's more healthy. Is that you're consuming less but getting the same amount of flavor?
1: Oh, okay, that makes sense. He never explained it like that. He just kind of called me a dumbass.
0: He probably doesn't know, and he's he's just on the fad train.
1: I think he did it because Joe Rogan told him to. I believe he, that He likes the Joe Rogan podcast, which I mean I do too sometimes, but I miss that guy. He moved to fucking Louisiana, and I haven't seen him in a while, and his kids are growing up, and I get to see pictures, and it's like, she's kind of like my niece in a weird way, by not blood, but by friendship, and I don't get to like buy her things or, or see her. And it's a little weird and depressing, even though I hate kids. Aw, everything about my head is confusing.
0: (laughs) You know what I hate on podcasts? Mm. I really hate when people say that Kinder Eggs are illegal in America.
1: They're not. I think I one of my gas local gas stations fucking sells them.
0: Yeah, because they're not illegal.
1: I don't know who would say that. That's stupid. I
0: know, but it's on like every single podcast. People talk about oh yeah, those are you can't get those in America, they're illegal in America. And it's like I just saw a TV I saw a television commercial for Kinder Eggs. And it's like, okay, who where is this coming from?
1: Okay, you're um, on money.cnn.com. Okay, there's a version that is allowed in the US, but I guess technically the old ones are.
0: What old ones?
1: Like, I guess they made a different... Uh, technically, Kinder Surprise Eggs are banned in the U.S. by the FDA and the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Surprise Eggs consist of milk chocolate shell with a capsule inside that contains a toy, but that's considered a choking hazard. Despite the ban, Kinder Eggs Surprise Eggs or knockoffs are already widely available in the United States thanks to a black market. Oh man, the fucking black market Kinder Eggs because you get your 30-cent cheap-ass toy and inside a piece of shitty chocolate.
0: Well, I mean, I see them at Walmart, though. Is Walmart a black market?
1: I I'm, I mean, maybe it depends on the city.
0: Oh, you know, I live in a pretty terrible city. I, I feel like I shouldn't should have grid. made that
1: joke. Like that was a bad I, one.
0: I mean, I I live in Far Cry 5. Oh, there you go. So maybe that that's how we get the Kinder Eggs.
1: I want them to do a sequel called Close Cry, because it's better when you're crying in ear people, because then they can hug you.
0: Dude, that would be a good game.
1: What it? I think that was also just a horrible joke I made because it wasn't funny.
0: (laughs) Do you remember that there was a Mega64 skit about Doug Hugum? And it's like, they got the voice actor of Duke Nukem, but he's saying stuff like, Give a hoot. Don't pollute. (laughs) Come over here for a good old Christian side hug. (laughs) Oh, man. I came here to kick ass and eat granola. And luckily, I have plenty of granola. Would you like some?
1: Is it, Duke Nukem just isn't funny. Like, I think if I, I was 12, I, like I would find him funny.
0: I feel like you have to be 12 in the year 1993. Yeah. Like, there's a time and a place for him, and it's not that time anymore.
1: Like, I guess, like, Chris but, Jericho might be they make a movie in a movie. Why? Who's but, that for? I don't know. Please don't. Unless, like, unless you're going to be, like, really deconstruction-y with the guy. Because, like, he's an anachronism, he doesn't belong, and if that's the movie, is, like, this fucking weird guy who says dumb shit and he's a dumb meathead and he wants to have sex with all the women, because cause he does. Like, like I think you could tell a story with that, but you would have to, it wouldn't be a Duke Nukem story. It would oh, be a The whole a movie story. would
0: be, like, that sequence from Spider-Man 3 where he's evil, mm. and he thinks he's cool.
1: Yeah, it would be that. That would be, ah, that might work. I would I'm going to be disappointed. There's no way they won't make that bad. though, because it's going to be a big studio. Like, they're not going to do that. They're going to make some really boilerplate shitty action movie.
0: Did you ever see the Brady Bunch movie?
1: Yeah, it's amazing.
0: I love it, and it works because it's like they take these this weird like fictional family and put them in the real world in a way where it's like they don't even realize that they're being weird.
1: Yeah, and also the with the Davy Jones with like the metal in the background is is really good. They, just, they do like the uh, guitar.
0: I don't know. They, I don't think Duke Nukem's gonna make a good movie, but it could be done. So I'll give him that.
1: I don't think Davy Jones is all that attractive. I don't know what Marsha on about. Everybody's different. I guess. Like I just, I don't know. I, I I don't get the appeal to him. Like when people go on about Chris Hemsworth, I'm just like, fuck yeah, I get that. Like that that dude's hot as hell. But like Davy Jones is kind of just bland.
0: There was okay <laughs> there I was watching Overwatch League last night,, mm-hmm. and there are these these two I'm gonna say larger women on the audience, okay, and they were both just so cute, like like it kind of it struck me as like, oh, those two are kind of cuties, hmm. um, and I guess they are a couple, and it's like they're both there, and they're looking really cute, and the one sees that the camera's coming in at them. So she leans over and kisses her girlfriend on the cheek real quick okay and and the 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 girlfriend, who's like watching the game seriously and gets a peck on her cheek, she immediately like clenched her whole body and like tensed up and looked like job of the Hut <laughs> and I felt so bad because it's like they both looked really cute, and then it's like all of a sudden it turned awkward really fast, and it's like oh. That's too bad. <laughs> it was just so weird. I don't know. I uh, wait, man, we're we went on a tangent. We did. What are we talking about tonight?
1: We were gonna we were gonna talk about fandoms, all those fucking internet Ew. collectives, beehives Ugh. of uh, of thought. They of groups and um of sheep. I think they're all sheep. Is that what they're called? They're fucking sheep. The only.
0: The only fandom right. that does not suffer from high-functioning autism is ooh, the ooh. fandom that appreciates that Rarity is the best pony, and the others this are irrelevant. This is true.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm going to have to stop you right there, though. Starlight Glimmer is definitely <laughs> we're gonna taking have, the role. you are
0: going to have this conversation again, are we?
1: I, hey, I'm the one still watching the fucking show. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Who, Fucking who Pinkie we, Pie's who sister wanna... is dating Sheldon. Oh, really? Yeah, Maud yeah. is dating, like, a Sheldon character who, like, sticks. I love. Oh, I love Maud. And to be honest, I wasn't on board when it started, and then, like, the episode kind of sold me on it, because he's even. I'm, I'm describing him as Sheldon, because he's got some of those weird quirks. He's, he's not like that. He's not Sheldon, but, like. They're both really weird characters, so they fit well together. I don't know. It. It was awkward and then and then it was okay. I don't know what I don't know what to think about it.
0: So do we want to talk about pony fandom first?
1: We can talk about the pony fandom. It's one of the few um, I have like not bad things to say about. I
0: have enough bad things to say.
1: I mean there's bad things to say, but I feel like there's um, good things too. I have
0: a lot of good things to say. Uh the ponies on Second Life are all terrible people. I'll say that.
1: I'm not surprised.
0: Um, and it's not for the reason you think. Because I feel like a lot of things on Second Life turn, like, gross or creepy really fast.
1: See, that wasn't, I wasn't thinking sex with them there. I was thinking more like some kind of weird elitism, probably.
0: I, oh, okay, yeah, actually, you're right. Um, there was a weird elitism that came from, uh, I, I, I remember this one group um, that the community built like Equestria. Like there were so many uh, scenes recreated really faithfully based on the show. You could go to the, like the woods. Um, there was a whole town. There was a, there was Cloudsdale. Like there was a lot of stuff. You could go to the apple farm. It was, it was impressive how much stuff there was. And I remember, uh, it kind of got taken over by a cult of, um, crayon people. Second life is wild. They, they, all, they all changed their cutie mark on their avatars to be a crayon, and it's like each one was a different color. Hmm. And it was like, they were doing it to fit in. It's like, hey, look, we all have matching things. But it turned into this weird thing where if you didn't have a crayon, then they wouldn't talk to you. And it turned into this creepy like click that I can't describe like where it was coming from or what it was fueled by. Oh.
1: What if that was a reference to season five when Starlight Glimmer first appeared and she was uh, running a Jim Jonestown and everybody had the same cutie mark?
0: I If if something like that was going on in the show, I'd understand where it was coming from, but this was like season two and three.
1: Oh, okay, so this is just fucking weird.
0: It's just weird. Um, And again, like in the show, if that's presented as pretty much a bad thing, right? Yes. I mean, it's like, it, it was... Jim Jones is was a almost, bad guy. <laughs> it's um, it's kind of funny that my experience w- was actually foreshadowing an episode that would be in the show later.
1: One of the better ones, too, until they wrapped it up and you found out, like, Glim Glam was just upset that her friend left her for once uh, once upon a time, and so she was going to be like, oh, it was the cutie marks fault. I'm going to take all the cutie marks away, and we're going to travel through time. That's a good solution. Still Best Pony, but that was bad. That was a dumb episode.
0: Um, I, I think, uh, and not,
1: not to, shame. I'm almost 30. Jesus Christ.
0: Not to shame anybody, but cut out the sex stuff with ponies.
1: I mean, we can't, we can't sit here and say we haven't seen some weird pony porn. No, but I
0: feel like there's people that take it really serious that it's like, you know, um, how how do I put this? You, You might have a
1: problem. It's supposed to be funny. is how I view it, okay. No, I don't know, like the the stuff I've seen is usually like I usually find it funny because it's weird, like there's just something really out there I, like
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I laugh at it, but also like I laugh at child coffins, so
1: yeah, we did have that. Um,
0: <laughs> I was describing that to my boss today. I'll he was go. like really depressed, and I was like, "Hey, you know what makes me laugh?" Mm-hmm. Um, and he, we were, I like, I closed his door to the office, and we were in there laughing for like half an hour. Like I that sh- was that pretty much took up my lunch break. Was just nice. laughing about. I South showed my Poppins. brother a
1: couple of those, and he's like, "Dude, these are like really photoshopped. You can tell." And I was like, "Don't ruin it for me, Joe."
0: Oh, a couple of them are. Some of them aren't. I want the I want the dead kids to be buried in properties. <laughs> Those frozen ones are real. They got like glitter on the case and everything.
1: Those, oh my god. Okay, I don't know if we should get into this because it's really sad, but fuck.
0: So, anyways, um, I don't know if this is yeah, worse I, the pony porn or the dead kids. <laughs> 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 what That's is going this on show? the box quote? Yeah. Um. So I okay. So like the pony fandom. I I think there's a thing where. Well, I mean, we want to talk about fandoms. What is a fandom?
1: So, and that's that's an interesting thing, because I feel like a fandom to me is, is a collective of people who like a certain thing, but one of the caveats to that is to be in that fandom, you have to give that definition to yourself. I feel like if you like a thing, you're not in the fandom, you just like the thing. Like, I'm not a brony, I just I watch the show. And sometimes read the comic books. But I don't Really talk to anybody in the fandom, and when I do, it's usually to be like, "Wow, that episode kind of sucked." didn't it, I don't, I don't go out of my way to uh, associate with those people, or I don't really consume a lot of the content they make anymore. Um, so that, that to me, that's at least from a, a singular level, you're in, you're in a fandom when you say you are.
0: Yeah, it it reminds me of like being a furry, mm-hmm. where. It's like, I can enjoy cartoon characters and, like, like weird, uh, like, what is it? I like Bugs Bunny. He's funny. I like to draw characters like that. But it's not like I own a fursuit. You know, like, I wouldn't describe myself as a furry. Sure. But I like to draw cartoon characters. And it's like, uh, I feel like there's a similar thing where, like you said, you can watch My Little Pony and comment about it, but you don't describe yourself as a brony, quote-unquote. Right.
1: And I I feel a... like the word fandom
0: Sorry. has taken on like a negative connotation now. Kind of. Where it's like, as soon as something has a fandom, it's like, well, that's great. Now like Tumblr owns it, and we're going to get all kinds of cringy uh, YouTube reaction videos about it.
1: I think it, part of that is because whenever there's like a new fandom for a thing, it's it's always it turns up in the news for something really horrible, like the whole Rick and Morty thing with the Szechuan sauce. Yeah, it's like, come on, you fuckers! It's a dumb cartoon, and the character you like is an asshole. Just don't be upset that McDonald's doesn't have the sauce or Burger King or whichever one it was. And it's it's like
0: they don't even. <laughs> What bugs me with the Satchamon sauce is that the whole point of it was that it doesn't exist anymore,
1: right? And it was like, a random was memory
0: that tied to Mulan, like a pro- a promotion that the movie came out. And it's like mm-hmm. no one that's excited about the sauce seems to understand what the joke was.
1: Right. I feel like a lot of people who really like Rick and Morty and are excited about all the jokes maybe don't get the jokes. Which makes me sound like a fucking asshole to say, but some of the conversations I've had with Rick and Morty fans, like, largely, they're fine, it's like, hey, that was a cool episode, or that was an episode that wasn't as good as the last one, but their like, there points were, the third season was all about, like, pointing out that Rick is really extra special dysfunctional, and it's ruining his relationship with his family, and so when certain things happen, and you're like, oh man, that was horrible what they did to Rick, it's like, no, Rick brought that on himself, because he's a horrible person. You're not supposed to feel bad for him. He's a bad guy.
0: Or rather, you you feel bad for him in a different way.
1: Yeah. I don't know, it's, um... Um. I think part of the reason fandoms have such a a negative association is that there seems like to be a level of obsession with them. Because if you just like the show, that's fine, right? Like... I can just like MLP and be like it's a cartoon I watch once a week, and I and then I go about the rest of my day. But if you're part of the fandom, you're drawing, you're you're making art within it, you're talking to people, you have an MLP avatar on the websites you go to, like there's you make it a part of your identity, even if it's not a huge part, it's still a part of it. And I think that's where the line gets drawn, where you you start defining yourself by a property that you like. That's a good way to put it.
0: Um, did I send you the H three H three video about Pac Man? So they there's this guy who's obsessed with Pac Man, and <clears throat> it, it it was making me think about stuff for tonight. He like he has a room full of Pac Man stuff and a Pac Man machine and Pac Man clothes, and it's like yeah, it, it it's like he's a collector, but he takes it to this level where it's literal obsession where, like, he'll drive around in his car with a megaphone and yell Pac-Man at people walking on the street. That's weird. And, like, he, like he's mean to his wife. Like, on camera, it's like they're playing Pac-Man together, and she's not very good, so she'll die. It's like, oh, see, you died on level one. Now it's my turn. You're not going to get to play again because I'm good. And it's like. I don't know if he thinks he's being funny, but he's very much not.
1: It sounds like he deserves to die alone. Just going to throw that out there. He might. That's,
0: um, he might I don't need know. help. I, I, didn't like, see I feel the like video, he's compensating for weird. something else. He has some kind of Probably. void in his life that's not being filled, and it's like Pac-Man's not going to do it, but okay.
1: Um. I wonder... If, <laughs> I, and I don't want to get too too judgy with any of this even though i just said that guy deserves to die alone but that sounds like he's an <laughs> asshole not, not because he likes pac-man I,
0: <laughs> no it's and, and again this is going to be one of those like extra pessimistic episodes
1: and i don't want it to be because my involvement with most fandoms is largely not that negative even mine if is I very negative I'm, well but it's because oh. you hang around on second life oh uh, no not even second life what about undertale I've never met like the Undertale fandom. I've 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 met people who like the game, and I'm like I never played it, and the conversation ends there.
0: Well, that's good. Um, cripes, I, I I mean even the the guy that makes the game doesn't like his fans.
1: Yeah, yeah that like, happens he, with Rick and Morty. This. He
0: he publicly tweets all the time about like guys settle down and guys stop sending me this stuff. I don't want to look at pornography about my characters. <laughs>
1: Oh man, um, I want people to do land of glass pornography so bad that would that would mean we I'll made do it. that. I mean, if you want to be the first one, I, I feel like that's asking a lot. I feel like it should be a stranger. Land of ass. There you go. I'd ship cow and pack I'll
0: do. I'll do gender swap of everyone since you didn't. <laughs>
1: yeah, there are not a lot of women in that game. That was, that was my fault.
0: So okay, so I I want to read my notes real quick. Okay. Um, I wrote Undertale. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the quote is "I hate my fans," mm-hmm. and then there's Star Wars, and the quote is "I know better than my fans," <laughs> and then there's Sonic, and the quote is "I am my fans." Hmm, makes you think.
1: I guess I feel like Sonic. Sonic fans are interesting because. The property's largely not good anymore.
0: They're masochistic by nature. Yeah, and
1: it's just like you can let this go. They stop making good games, or they make one like every four games is good, and it's only good because it's like the Genesis games. And even then, Mania had problems.
0: I don't know, man i i i wrote up a uh, I wrote up a review for the new um, IDW Sonic yep. Hedgehog uh, comic. It went up to and, date. Like the first half of that comic review. I'm not even talking about the book. I'm talking about how much I loved Sonic Forces and Sonic Mania, and I have posters in my room, and I like the Archie books, and my favorite character is Bunny. And like, I went on this like weird tangent where I'm revealing a lot about myself, and I don't get to like talking about how bad the book was because it's like I can't think about the negative stuff so much, and I have to hold on to all the things I like.
1: Yeah, that um, that'll happen. The funny thing, like I've done that with MLP books, where instead of talking about the book, I just talk about like really deep nihilism and misanthropy and how we're all gonna die and <laughs> no one will care, and then it's like, well, that's my review. <laughs> it's it's funny too. I don't know if you've ever been to Comic Book Roundup, but uh, there there are two sites that gave that book a ten, and then two that gave it a uh, nine. And what? Wait, I'm sorry, which book? Sonic. Are you kidding me? No. Dude, that nothing happens. happens. No, I know. I read it. it it's, it's not a good book. There's no character to anything other than, like, caricatures of Sonic, how you maybe remembered him from the really old cartoon.
0: Well, it's like Sonic will jump on a robot, and there's a smash sound effect, and then he'll say, like, a quip about how he's fast, and then he'll jump on a robot, and it'll have a smash sound effect.
1: Oh. That's it. Dude, That's- by the way. <laughs> You fucking here. This comic book. Roundup, I don't want to get on this tangent too bad, but you you fucking made it. That's for the oh, Jetsons no. number six. Oh no! So what is this? So this is this is like comic book roundup. For those who don't know, is is like uh, I guess kind of like Metacritic, but for comic books. Yeah. So you can look on it, look what other people, what other websites gave a book their review score, and then oh. it'll average it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I love the quote there. The moral of the story is that everything will work out anyways, and no one has to die ever, and everyone should be happy. The end.
1: 3 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> 3
0: out of 10. And I- then there's the 10 out of 10. This series should get an Eisner nomination.
1: <laughs> Man, Geek Dad, like, they give out so many 10 out of 10s. comic give out a lot of high scores, too. Like, I, I've been to this enough where I, I can recognize, like, the site's shilling for uh, review or cover quotes. It saddens me, because they, they were, did this with Batman today, too, where got like four 10 out of 10s. This way, Batman being a really shitty issue this week again. So,
0: so talking about fandoms, uh, you know, Batman's an interesting one, because there's, there's people that'll defend the bad ones, because it's Batman, so it's good. Like, Batman almost has the same problem Sonic does, except there's less original characters. Mm-hmm. But I love um a running gag. I don't know if anyone ever read any of my reviews. But to me, a running gag in these uh, Jetsons books is that I would refer to the Jetsons fan base and how they might be disappointed in the series. (laughs)
1: Well, it's funny because they're not around.
0: I don't know anyone that likes the Jetsons besides me. So it's like, you know, I don't feel bad reviewing this poorly because I feel like I'm maybe the target audience and they're not making me happy. I... (laughs) man uh i like sonic up yours
1: i'm no i like sonic too but (laughs) it's from like a a nostalgic
0: no but the 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 fandom community and again like i i feel like if you say sonic fandom the first thing comes to mind is like fan art of a pregnant knuckles
1: oh there was one i saw it it was like spongebob and sonic and then there was Like Rainbow Dash, and, one, and, and, and SpongeBob's belly, like he's pregnant with Rainbow Dash.
0: The really good one is the one where um, SpongeBob is pregnant with a uh, Shadow the Hedgehog, and Shrek is the father. But I've seen that one too. That the World Trade Center's <laughs> blowing up, and it says "Mistakes and the Miracles." <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love some of that stuff. I don't know if you, I don't even know those are fans of the property that do those kind of pictures, but those pictures make me laugh so hard.
0: I, you know, I have to wonder. Uh, I actually drew a picture like that once, where uh, there's a guy on the podcast where, um, he he just he just had a baby with his wife, and their daughter. Um, everyone makes fun of the baby for being stupid, and he's like, "No, she's not stupid. She's brilliant. She's a baby." And <laughs> for for whatever reason, her name is Bertha, which is such like an old name.
1: Yeah, I don't like that.
0: And so they're like, "Why did you pick that name? And it's like you have a dumb baby, and her name is Bert Bert. <laughs> and he's like, "Stop it! That's not her name, It's Bertha." And so they're always making fun of baby Bert, Bert. So I drew a picture of, um, of him, and he's there with the Muppet Bert from Sesame Street. <laughs> but but Bert is uh pregnant. Um, And I sent that to them and it's like they I think they were gonna They're they're talking about actually having it like Professionally colorized or something And they're gonna send that out as a postcard For their like Patreon subscribers
1: Yeah (coughs) You're kinda cutting in and out by the way
0: Yeah you are too a little But I'm not
1: gonna bring it up and ruin the show I'm sorry I just Missed some of that Story (laughs) What was
0: the other we were gonna talk about something else um i mean there's a lot of
1: fandoms to talk about like i know i i had mentioned homestuck oh
0: yeah homestuck's a a good one like i i think i said that most fandoms i i think of i have negative stories and homestuck's the only one where i only have positive associations with it
1: i've met a lot of people who have been like man the homestuck fandom is awful and those people are all assholes and they don't shut up about the property, and it's like I've never met a single one of those people.
0: Now let me ask you this: do you like Homestuck? I do, because I can't get into it. it you know it's just it's not for me
1: it, It's a weird and story.
0: What's interesting to me is that like I don't really relate to the property, and I have no negative association with anybody. Like if I, I I tell someone at work that I haven't seen the most recent episode of Rick and Morty, they get all uppity. Sure. You know, like no no one no one in Homestuck seems upset that someone else doesn't appreciate it. It's like they understand that that's their thing, and I respect that a lot.
1: And I I feel like the the Brony fandom, at least my experience with them, have kind of turned into that. I know seasons one and two, and to lesser extent three, you couldn't like. Kick a fucking rock down the internet without running into one of them, and and then it w- they were they uh, were really annoying because it was like, hey, look what I'm into. You should be into this too. But yeah. as as the show's gone on and, and arguably gotten worse, um, I feel like they've they've kind of shut up a bit more and, and gone into their little their their corners and they they enjoy their own company, but they don't do anything more like than they're that. supposed to. Yeah, and yeah, like I wish that's like the good that that's a good fandom to me. It's like you can you can enjoy a thing and you can maybe like it more than you should or like it too much where it's an identity, but as long as you're being um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Considerate. Yeah. Fine. Good stuff.
0: Yeah, they they literally banned ponies on 4chan. Yeah, I remember that. And it's like, you know this website has a lot of stuff on it. You're gonna ban ponies?
1: Yeah, there's no ponies and no child porn. Those are the four chan rules.
0: That's it. it. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, here's a fandom I really hate. Um, Magic the Gathering.
1: Uh, I've never really met someone who's into it other than Jean-Luc, and I don't think he's hardcore well, into I it. Wouldn't, he just plays it. I
0: wouldn't put him on that, that fandom thing. Yeah. When I think of Magic the Gathering fan, like the hardcore kind of fan, Mm -hmm. it goes back to, you used a word earlier, um, elitism. Yeah. There's this weird kind of, like, you have to be a crazy kind of numbers nerd to, like, hyper process the next, like, 12 steps in the game and then take offense that you're not going to win. It's a, you're wasting my time by playing with me kind of attitude.
1: At the same time, I at least appreciate that there's a skill involved to that. It's not just, like, memorizing all of the background ponies in Equestria and what, like, the fans named them. To a point, it's That's just obsession, also, whereas at least in Magic, you have to it's play like, a game. <clears throat> yeah, but it's also, it's a game. It is. And but it's, it's like, a very I, expensive I, game to get into. I mean, some of those cards, you know, they're rare, so you spend hundreds of dollars on them. Yeah,
0: sort of. I mean, it, it's a. It's not a. I wouldn't call it an expensive game.
1: I don't know. I feel like um, if I wanted a, a good competitive magic deck, I'd probably have to fork over some cash for one.
0: Yeah, but I mean, if you compare it to other games, there's there's a lot more expensive options. Sure. Um, like really, <laughs> honestly, Pokemon is maybe a little more expensive.
1: Which is funny because that's a fucking kids' property. It's
0: It's a kid's game. I don't know why that that's another thing you know, oh Pokemon so here here's my problem with Pokemon. It's the same thing where there's this elitism where or or even um like Smash Brothers where there's people that kind of like to play Smash Brothers and then there's people that have these like made up rules where they'll only play under these certain circumstances no items. or else it's not a real game three stock and it's like when when pokemon gets to that where it's like you're only allowed to use this approved list of monsters and you're not allowed to use these moves and you're not allowed to use these items and it's like well here's this one broken combo is that legal is like yeah that's what i do sure. you know what i mean it's like okay you're taking the fun out and i don't know what you're gaining by like orchestrating a situation where only certain styles win
1: it's really interesting, going back to Smash Bros., because um, I play Smash Bros. usually once a week with my brother, and we we don't play, like, strict tournament, but we do play three-stock and then no time limit. Um, and we, we've cut out a lot of the levels that, that add a more randomness to it, so it, it's definitely more of a skill-based thing. Like, there's some kind of goofy levels we've left in that are fun, but most of the really annoying ones where things are fucking exploding and platforms are disappearing, we don't play on. And and then like, it, it gets
0: me, it, it, it's funny because I feel like there's a skill to managing randomness.
1: Right, and so, like, when we play it as a party game, if we have friends over, then we, you know, turn uh, the time limit on, we turn items back on and stuff like that, like, it is a completely different experience to play it, like, when it's not this, like, head-to-head, like, we gotta fuck each other up now, it's just like, eh, hey, we can, like, find the beam swords and throw them at each other, and, and oh, bomb-bombs are falling, and it it's crazy that, like, Smash Brothers, I guess, like has that range and then you can enjoy it in more than one way, which is nice.
0: Well, it's supposed to be nice. It's when people ruin it that's not nice. I suppose. Um Yeah, I mean the the one time I won a Smash Brothers tournament, it's because items were on.
1: That's not a Smash Brothers tournament.
0: And well, I don't know. I won each round, like it wasn't luck. <laughs> you know, I was doing stuff. And it's like no one could cope with it. They need their baby rules, and it needs to be Final Destination, so they don't get overwhelmed.
1: I mean, I guess I would argue that it's less overwhelming, and it it comes down to how well you play the character you're playing, because you don't have anything else to get in the way. But the the game isn't made for that. There's
0: different... I think there's different things, and I, I think the variety is good. Yes. So, what bugs me is when it has to be... Like uh, when it's only one stage, I feel like you're taking something away from it. And when there's like zero items at all times, I feel like you're taking something away. Like there's a couple kind of dumb items. Like I, I might turn off stars.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, like there's a there's a few things that are just they don't seem to fit in the game. But once in a while, it's like, well, you know, what, leave them on. It's it's a gamble. Roll the dice. And it's like, oh, the other guy got the star, so I have to stay away for a little bit. But in my head, I'm counting it down, and in a split second he's vulnerable, I'm going to pounce on him, because I know he's not paying attention. And it turns around in my favor, because I was the one paying attention.
1: Honestly, what's really inseparable about, about Smash Brothers right now is that my brother knows a lot of the true combos for characters. Because he, he'll watch like tournaments and stuff every once in a while, and I don't know anything And so he's way better than me now, and it's just like, we we play for like two hours, and I'm lucky to win like four games the whole time. But I drink, so I guess it's, there's that. That's good.
0: Yeah. I like the drinking fandom.
1: Yeah. We call ourselves alcoholics.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have a convention every month. (laughs) Um... Uh, one thing I like about fandoms is uh fan art. Yes, fan art's great. And we're we're talking about like the goofy Rule Thirty Four stuff, but specifically, I love when fans create things that are better than the actual product.
1: I mean, man, going back to the MLP fandom, there's been some really, really good animations.
0: A lot of stuff. I I saw this one music video where it was like Luna singing, and it was like the night that she went crazy. Mm -hmm. And it's animated almost as good as the show. Like, there's a couple little things that kind of give it away and a couple weird little shortcuts they took. But overall, it's like, oh, this could actually be, you know, on TV.
1: Yeah, it's crazy what people have done. I think some of the really good ones that get kind of, like, dark, like, Hasbro's pulled because, like, in copyright stricken because it's like, it looks too much like our property and we don't want it associated with this because it's ours is kid-friendly. Well, like
0: that fighting game. Yeah, um, they nailed the animation style so well that it looked like it was an official product.
1: Right, and then like the the MLP game that's out is on your phone, and it's like that Simpsons Tapped Out, where you just like feed the thing money so you get stuff. It's like good job, guys, fucking nailed it. But no, the actual game where you can play it and have fun—that no, that's that—that that no. has to go away.
0: No, get that out of here. Um, there was something. Oh, uh, Sonic Mania, that was a fan game. Yeah,
1: I guess if you could, you could call it that. It was
0: uh, they they're making a uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Two HD where they're like going through and redoing the graphics and like rebuilding the engine so it works on the PC. And Sega, like, they sent them a cease and desist, and then they went back and like just you know they they hired half of that team and said, okay, you guys can go ahead and work on your thing. We'll let you do that, anyways. So they're still making the Sonic HD like fan project, but oh, they got. Wow. It's like, oh, you know what? We don't know how to make Sonic games. We're Sega. What do we do? Oh, okay. Let's go just hire someone that actually cares about this uh, franchise, since we don't.
1: It's a Bold move, Sega. But it, it's good. It works. Yes. I think. I agree. Uh,
0: oh man, that I like uh, the crash
1: the was bad. <laughs> I like the music that's come out of certain fandoms, that is, like, here's a property, and then people just start writing songs, and I know the the Brony one was really big into music when I was uh, involved a little bit more, and it's like, I'd have, like, a, an actual playlist on my iPod of just, like, MLP songs and Brony made songs, and, you know, they like got hours worth of music that I really liked, and I've gone back lately and, like, listened to some of those, Like, like, Breaking Bonds is still a really fucking good song. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff out there. I've always been weirded, like, when it comes to fan fiction, because my thing is is I write. And just, like, people putting a lot of work and effort into stories with, with characters that are not theirs that they really legally cannot sell, even though some of them do. Like, Fallout of Crested I'm pretty sure that person's made money on. And to me, like, that's a waste of time, because it's like, well... If I only have so many hours a day I can write. I might as well write my own thing. Like I don't wanna. I don't wanna write a story about Rainbow Dash. I wanna write a story about, you know, whatever character I'm working on. So it's like when it's not a, an artistic medium I'm involved with. Fan fiction and fan art and stuff is cool, but when it's when it's words, I'm just like, what are you doing? Why are you wasting your time? You're talented.
0: You know what I love is uh, Star Trek continues.
1: Oh yeah, you've uh, showed me that
0: um that's literally like non-profit fan art and they make like full length episodes and they they recreate these sets and the lighting is spot on and they actually they do like original music in the same style like they they commit to it to, with such faithfulness and what's funny is that they all work in hollywood like they're all voice actors or or stagehands and stuff and so they all work you know with people that do stuff professionally and uh they'll 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 talk about like this what were you doing on the weekend it's like oh i was doing this star trek thing like here look at the website and like whoa how how much money does this make you it's like well it doesn't make money it's you know i don't own star trek and like why are you spending your time on this and it's like they're literally hollywood tier talent and they're just like i just want to make a star trek thing on my free time
1: it's like wow they're just like me And I I, I really appreciate that, and I wish I could get past that with with some of the stuff. Like, I've never read Fallout Equestria, but I know it's huge. Like, it's like Lord of the Rings or bigger, you know, in size. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, dude, you could have written so many things that you could have, you know, like, pitched to a publisher. But the thing is, is, publisher might say no, that brony fandom is pretty welcoming to, to most fan art and fan fiction, and they glommed on, and people know what that is. You know, so, like, he, 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 at least made a name for himself writing that thing or she, if nothing else. So you can't knock that.
0: Yeah. There's, there's kind of a benefit to it. Um, I mean, it's, it's funny. Uh, I, I love doing comics. I, you know, I I love comics. I love web comics. So it's like, well, I want to do my own. And I tried doing a web comic and I just, I couldn't get it, you know, off the ground really. It's, it was fine, but it just wasn't perfect, and I couldn't get anyone really, like, back it at all. So I start doing, you know, the Warcraft kind of fan comic, and immediately it's like, well, people look for that word. So it's immediate exposure. Yep. And it just makes such a difference where, like, sometimes you kind of have to leverage dumb stuff like that, where, like, there's a limit to how much I could ever profit off of this comic, like, I, I tried to design the characters in a way where they're clearly my character, but it's still, you know, referencing Warcraft stuff all the time. Yes. So, it's like, hey, eh, if, if it makes people happy and it gives me something to draw on the weekend, it's like, okay, this is good. But it's like, I I want to do original stuff more than fan stuff.
1: Right. One oh, of man, these days. kind of like, oh,
0: th- at least this is working out, I guess.
1: Yeah, I don't. I guess uh, the one of the fandoms I wanted to talk about tonight is the uh, the metal music fandom, metalheads.
0: Oh, music fandoms are tricky.
1: Yeah, and for the most part, with metalheads, like I kind of find them fucking insufferable. But I've also learned about really amazing bands because because of them, and so I I can't like dislike them too much. But there is this really weird elitism when it comes to metal music, and it's like. The most obscure thing is the best thing, unless it's it's one of the okay things to like that's kind of mainstream. Like You can like Metallica, but only the first three albums. Anything after that, is, you can't like anymore, because that's when they sold out and got and got bad. Or, um, like, orly Judas Priest, it's fine to like that. Maybe the new Judas Priest, they're still kind of arguing about whether that one's okay or not. You know, it... it, it so there's this like, really weird elitism to, to the group, but man, do they also, like... We'll just crawl band camp for really fucking weird bands, and you'll like find these treasures. It's a
0: uh, yeah, and and who else is gonna sift through everything to find the treasures? Right, like, kind of need that support on some level.
1: It's funny too because I've met like some of the metalheads where, like metal is a huge genre, like and it, with tons of subgenres like. Dragon Force is metal, and so is Gojira. Like they're they're both in the same hat, and so you have some that are like, well, I can't listen to anything with with clean singing. I don't think people should be singing that way. It's unpleasant to me. And it's like fuckface. Growling is inherently unpleasant. That's like the point of it. You're you're just being an asshole when you say that. <laughs> but they're just. But then I like the more metal I listen to, the more I gravitate towards that kind of stuff, and I get it like. I get worried that I'm gonna turn into one of those people. Like I have to like make sure I've listened to music with clean singing like a couple times a week, just to be like, okay, no, we're fine. We're still on an even keel. I can like Shinedown and you know, Sypecore. Like it's it's okay. But uh, I've definitely I... been into arguments. It you know, then it comes down to yeah. like, Oh, I don't like that band, so it's not metal music. That's that's hard no, you,
0: rock. You you bring up music, you're gonna have arguments. Mm-hmm. It's almost like religion and politics, where yeah. if you if you get into a point where people are passionate enough about something, they're going to start taking offense to other tastes that don't fit theirs. And I don't know where that comes from.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's funny, like, too, because like- most metalheads really like thrash metal, and I fucking hate thrash metal.
0: Yeah, but at least like you know that you don't like it, so you just don't listen to it. Right, you don't go around like telling people that they don't have taste.
1: Yeah, it's like when it comes up, I can be like, "Oh, I'll just bow out of this conversation." When you start talking about folk metal, let me know. That stuff's great.
0: Or Celtic screamo.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's funny because like I'm slowly but surely working on like a symphonic death metal project. But I can't play any instruments, so it's all you know done in FL Studio. Yeah. And I know, like, the big thing with with metalheads is like, oh man, are those drums real or are they programmed? Or like, this guitar is really good. I can't believe that guy can play that guitar. And like, there's gonna be no market for what I make because it's not real. And like, that authenticity with the instrumentation is like really big for most people. And I won't have it because I just, I can't fucking do it.
0: Yeah, but you could call it uh, you could call it something else. Like make up your own genre where it's like it, you know, it's techno believo. <laughs> I don't
1: I don't I don't plan on making money with that project, but I am enjoying working on that project when I do.
0: Oh, you could call it Growl Wave.
1: Oh, that would be kind of cool.
0: <laughs> and just label it as Growl Wave and and so it's like, oh you don't like it? Well I guess you don't like Growl Wave and make them feel bad for not liking yeah. it. Yeah reverse psychology (laughs) on them
1: and that might actually work for some of those people because they'll be like oh man i want to be the first person amongst my friends that gets into growl wave
0: dude my brother found the best album and it's it was like it's an experiment and when i say experiment i don't mean like someone had an idea and they they thought this kind of sounded good so they put it out there it's literally like just a dumb experiment that should not exist what they did was they took Microsoft Office programs and they took, like, the application data and converted that into an MP3. So it just makes this, like, static sound. Huh. So it's like, this is Microsoft Word. Here's Microsoft PowerPoint. <laughs> For, like, five minutes. Sure. Sure. Um, And it's just every Microsoft Office program. And it's like, it doesn't make a sound that you would ever listen to. And it's only interesting if you know the backstory of what it is you're listening to. Because you can never discern it from what you're hearing. But it's like, they had the gall to put it out as an album. Like, it was a free album, but it's like, here's the Microsoft Office experiment. And it's like, you know what, just don't even call it that. Just put it on YouTube and
1: shut up. Yeah. That's funny. Um, we got anything else to say about the old fandoms?
0: I don't like, uh, labels. And I think as soon as you describe yourself with a label, you're falling into this weird crutch territory- where you start to use that to compensate for a lack of personality. Sure. And it's a that's a generalization. Like, that doesn't always happen. But as soon as you start referring to yourself as a brony, that's when you start to become a little annoying. Um, There's a... It's like with the Star Wars fans. There's a lot of people that like Star Wars, and then there's the people that camp out for five days for the action figures at Toys R Us so that they can buy them before the children can. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what, there's a really easy line for me to draw where I don't want to spend time with you, even though we might share some interests. Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, I met a guy, you <laughs> walk into his apartment, and I'm not kidding, like, you can't walk. There, the floor is covered in Star Wars merchandise.
1: That's a lot of Star Wars merchandise. Um,
0: Like, the furniture is covered in Star Wars merchandise. Uh, you walk in the kitchen and the shelves are covered in Star Wars merchandise, all unopened, and he just resells it on eBay. And wow. it's like he literally had things where I recognized them because I like to collect toys; I pay attention. So it's like there was this new—they um, have a line of dolls where it's kind of like Barbie, where it's aimed at girls.
1: Hmm.
0: And it's like the it's like the forces of power or something, but it's all the like girl characters. So there's a Padme doll and a Leia doll and that. And it's a it was a new series. And so it's like he had those there. It came out like that morning almost. So I remember pointing out, like, oh, you got those new, um, the, the new uh, line that's aimed at the girls. Um, like, are these selling well? And he's like, I don't even know what they are. I just saw them today. So I grabbed them. Oh, wow. And it's like, oh, you don't, you're not even like investing in something that you think is going to turn around. And like he apparently with Star Wars, there's just there's people that will buy it. Sure. The same way that he does. It's like he has practically a guaranteed sale on eBay waiting for him that afternoon. Wow. Because somewhere there's some place that didn't get a shipment at their Toys R Us and somebody wants to buy it on day one because they're going to be worth something later. And it was just so like sad looking at all this stuff that he didn't care about.
1: And it's like some kid could have bought that and had a lot of fun with it.
0: Yeah, it's like what is the gain here? Sure. Because it's not like... He, he He's not having fun turning this around. He's just doing it for money. And it's like, well, you could do... You could, like, invest in stocks. Why are you doing Star Wars?
1: <laughs> the thing is, he knows that Star Wars is going to sell. Stock prices yeah, can you know drop that, tomorrow. Like,
0: nah, but titanium can sell. That's true. Th- there are safe bets in the stock market. And you don't upset children. Mm-hmm. Like, oh... When, uh, I think it was when, um, the Phantom Menace came out, I remember going to the toy aisle at Target and I saw this guy who was just the stereotypical neckbeard, you know, comic book nerd, and he was taking all the Stormtrooper dolls off. Like it's, it's a whole peg of Stormtroopers, just take them all out and he like threw them in his cart cause he's making an army at home or something. And I remember like I was 12 or whatever looking at this fat guy going like man that guy has like no life it, it, like as a child I was like judging him sure I've always been a bad person haven't I yeah I don't there know are worse you to Glad Space
1: yeah, I wanna quick say is one of the fandoms on the internet that gets shit on the most is the furry fandom and I largely have no problems with that one <laughs> I want I want that to I, be I'm sorry. said.
0: No, rephrase that again. Do you, you have no problems that they're always getting picked on?
1: No, 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 I have no problems with that fandom, and I I feel like okay. some of the no, that... some of the abuse is definitely well earned, but most of it is not. There's there's some decent people in there, and and uh, it's it's kind of a a bad joke. It's it's like shitting on Nickelback. Like it's just an easy <laughs> joke.
0: <laughs> there, there's no um. It's not. Uh, it's not fair game. Yeah, it's too easy. I got, I got no it's... problems
1: with that fandom. I've met some fucking weird people in it, but largely there's are some okay ones too.
0: Do you have a fursona? No. Why not? I don't
1: really see the point.
0: Let's well, let's make one right now. I don't want to. <laughs> um, you remind me of an otter.
1: I I don't know how to take that. You could be an otter. I'm trying to think cuz I know like the different animals have different sex things with them. And ah, most you don't have to go there. <laughs> most of them are negative. Like foxes are sluts, and I think dogs ah. are sluts, and I think deer are <laughs> well, gay sluts.
0: You're 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 generalizing furries again. They're
1: all sluts, Cameron, all of them. So,
0: yeah, it's all the same, so it doesn't really matter. So you're an otter. Um, I know Richard is a squirrel.
1: I don't want to be an otter. I don't really like like otters are fine.
0: So you admit it? What? That I don't want to be an otter. (laughs) I I don't want to crack shells open on my belly. Um, you know a lot about otters. How about woodpecker?
1: No, Woody Woodpecker is an asshole. He's ruined woodpeckers for everybody. Hmm. I like cats. I could be a generic Ah. ass cat. I sleep a lot. Oh. You could. I don't I don't get along well with others, well, my cat doesn't yeah, get along but you well with
0: others. You don't want to be a generic like house cat furry. You gotta I don't, be like
1: See why not you could be a lynx. No, because then you're just trying leopard. too hard. Snow leopard. Ocelot I ran into someone a, a furry online who was a snow leopard and that person was kind of an asshole. Ocelot. Ocelots are cool.
0: Okay. So, so now you have a fursona.
1: I mean, I'm I'm not gonna call this canon, but you know, if you want to say it, go, go feel free. I'll,
0: I'll draw a fan art of your persona playing Land of Glass. Oh god damn, Please don't. With a big word bubble that says, "Hi, I'm Chad, and I made this game."
1: <laughs> I would. I'm not sure what I would do with that picture because part of me would be like, "Well, I have to share this with the world," and part of me would be like, "Oh, I'm so ashamed."
0: <laughs> Have you seen that guy that's really good at these fighting games, but he's like a hardcore furry? Uh no, but I like where this is going. Um his name is Sonic Fox. <laughs> weird, of course it is. <laughs> what's weird is um he he insists on like he he's so good at like every fighting game. It's crazy. And so what's funny is that in a lot of promotional material. He'll insist on using like his persona picture as the promo art.
1: Oh, you! Ha- I think you've mentioned this to me off air before. Um,
0: yeah, and it's like it upsets the other contestants that like get put in pictures with him.
1: Oh, I imagine.
0: I yeah, I just sent you one that's kind of notorious because they're they're positioned kind of funny, <laughs> where it's like they're lining up in a way. Um. Oh. Wow. That's amazing. Oh, and what's funny is that if you follow him on Twitter, he'll put up like horrible
1: Dude that one dude should feel shitty too though cuz he's like I am scar and it's like fuck off. <laughs> yeah, he's not actually any better. Your name is but... like Adam. You 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 can fuck off.
0: <laughs> but Sonic Fox like on his Twitter, he'll commission like gay furry art and he'll put it on Twitter and go, "Ah, oh, this is kind of based on real events, but I can't get into the details." And it's like it's, like, his character getting split in half by a deer or something. And it's just so weird where, like, he's successful enough that he can get away with it, and the community, like, they're either supportive of him and ignore that, or they really hate him. Mm. And it's it's really funny how hard he pushes it. I don't like his just, persona he's because really he's got that of...
1: fucking red-ass arm. It's
0: I, Oh, yeah, I don't like the character design anyways. I my rule with furries is you have to have either realistic colors, um. Except me, I get a pass because I'm special snowflake.
1: Mm-hmm. Man, one of the reasons my involvement with that fandom is largely positive is well, somewhat positive is uh the first furry forum area I've ever went to was uh the original uh, Fur Affinity forum, which was an offshoot of Fur Affinity, which is like the big website. But the forum wasn't run by the by the big website it was its own thing and so they had like this weird almost 4 esque like sense of humor there and like their whole identity was like we're not a hug box so if you come here and you're one of those annoying ass furries we're gonna troll you until you leave and so it was really volatile and like 2008 to 2012 me found that really funny and so I'd go there and I was part of the community for a while but because hey, they're talking about video games, they're talking about politics, they're talking about uh, writing and drawing and all this other stuff. Like the the whole furry aspect was like this really small thing off to the side, and if you went there, it was just this nightmare of idiots thinking that they'd make friends and then just being driven to tears. <laughs> and as I've gotten older, the site got shut down. Well, there was there was a kerfuffle. It, it, people moved to a different place. But that that mentality is no longer like funny to me. It's just like, man, you guys are dicks. Like, just let the idiots be idiots. Like, I don't know why you can't just leave them alone, you know, and go to your own corner, and and, and be dicks there, I guess. And so I've I've largely left because I've grown out of that. Like, being an asshole for the sake of being an asshole isn't funny to me anymore. It's just mean. And also, like the yeah. cool members there, all like like the, 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 a couple of them died, and so there's really no no point to stay. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: uh I I hate living in this world now with the internet where like it used to be this fun novelty that was like wow I can connect to people over long distances but now it's like statistically people know so many people that like you're seeing you're experiencing a lot more death personally
1: yeah it was really weird when um one of the members of that place died because she had been around for a really long time, had gone through a ton of shit, like, uh, hardcore into drugs for a bit, and, um, was on the, had had done that U-turn where her life had turned around, and she had, like, a full-time job, she was going back to school, and, like, you know, had a, a fiancé or something, like, all of this stuff was going great, and then she just got, like, hit by, like, a car accident, and all of that was it, and... Those, that that death like struck me really hard because, for one thing, it was just completely fucking random, and two, it's just like, this is a good person who went through a bunch of shit and is finally going to see the benefit of being a good person, and karma's coming back around and things are going to be great, and then just, no more. And it's just, just the unfairness of the world, like it really hit me really hard when, when that was announced that, that she had passed.
0: So yeah, everybody join the furry fandom, and we'll support each other through these dark times.
1: I guess. I hate to end on that kind of sour note. Also, the Juggalos are fine. Stop picking on them. All they want to do oh, is listen yeah. to shitty music and get high.
0: They're, they're, okay, that's another fandom that's okay. They have their own box, and they, they do crazy stuff in their box, and that's perfectly fine.
1: And everyone, you, you should go to an Insane Klumpazi concert. They're fucking off the wall. You gotta get up in that FAGO. Oh, I don't get stay kinda in the back or you're gonna get drenched, but there's there's nothing like an ICP concert. Or commit concert. to it. Or commit to it, yeah.
0: Dude, your fursuit's gonna smell like Fago for weeks.
1: Oof, yeah. Don't wear the fursuit there. Or do, I don't give a shit.
0: I don't know. Are are there are there ICP furries? I know I know there's Nazi furries.
1: Yeah, don't be one of those. I imagine there's juggalo furries. So, uh, someone was, uh, they're trying
0: to program something in 3D Studio Max, and someone said they're having a corrupt something or other file, blah, 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 and someone said, we well, have to update your SCP, and someone said, what's SCP, and I and then I interjected and said, sane clown posse, uh, and that made me laugh, and no one else.
1: Okay, I fucking hate that you can't just go to the goddamn image location with Google anymore. Yeah, they took that out. Yeah, there's a juggalo furry for you.
0: Let me see... Let me see... Oh, cool. So they do exist.
1: I found, okay. like, the shittiest... I was like, what, what's the shittiest thing on, on Google Images? And that's what I sent. And then here's an... This is something that's... Oh, it's on Cringe Anarchy, so, you know. That's <laughs> fun. Our, our Reddit Cringe Anarchy. Oh, cool. I honestly don't mind that so much. He matched the red in the, the ears with his hair and his lips. Yeah, he's fine.
0: Um. Okay. No, we still got to do uh, glad space. We can do glad space. So what? Uh, what what's something you're glad for?
1: Man, I saw Nightwish last week, and I'm really glad I did that. So everyone should go see Nightwish.
0: Nightwish is pretty good. I like Daydream more, but whatever.
1: Kind of a boring
0: um, one. Oh, okay. I got a boring one. We we're talking about fandoms. Um, you ever play that game, The Hedgehog?
1: The Hedgehog, or did you um? No, skip the, well,
0: you go to you go to Google and type in your name oh, and add yeah. the Hedgehog.
1: Yeah, My, the one said, that comes I up for me, I Cameron, think, is like a
0: green guy. Cameron the Hedgehog has a cool, he has a cool black leather jacket and a belt and fingerless gloves.
1: <laughs> oh man. So, okay, it's different. If, if it's in DeviantArt, I get something that's like uh, this really obnoxious green fucker. If I do it in Google Images, it links to, I think, something from DeviantArt, but it's... Oh, man, I don't know how to feel about this one. <laughs> Everyone at home do this, if you haven't yet. It's uh, it's a gray hedgehog. He's wearing a, an orange shirt with some stripes and blue pants. Um, Got purple eyes. I like purple. And he's just, like, lounging on a couch, but the couch is drawn real... I mean, the whole picture is drawn like shit, but the couch is extra special shit.
0: Well, see, he looks kind of like... He's comfy. He's actually, like, tame. That could be an actual character in a comic if it was drawn better.
1: I like... He's got, like, really long hair spikes, which is kind of neat, but that would be really hard to take care of. Yeah, I figure. But that's not too bad. Uh, according you, to the artist, win. this character is flirty and openly bisexual. <laughs> Just like you. Just like me.
0: And you're um. um what, what did we settle on? Your lynx now.
1: Like an ocelot, I think you said.
0: An ocelot. Okay. Well, I'll update the uh, album art for the podcast so that I'll put a little ocelot in there. You could do not do that. Well. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good
1: night.